let's hear the original Christmas story from Luke's gospel, chapter two. This is God's word. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. This is the word of the Lord. After the angel announced the birth of of Jesus to the shepherds, it says, a great company of the heavenly host. In other words, a whole bunch of other angels appeared with that first angel praising God. The news of Jesus' birth was so amazing that even angels couldn't hold themselves back from worshiping. After the shepherds had heard that announcement, they hurried off and they saw with their own eyes the newborn Jesus. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. Sometime later, uh, magi from the east, you remember the wise men, made that long journey westward. They came to Bethlehem, and when they came into the presence of, of Jesus, they bowed down and they worshiped him. Do you see a, a pattern here? It seems like every time someone came into the presence or was made aware of the newborn Jesus, they were just compelled to worship. So everybody knows Christmas is about family and feasting and gifts and and songs and all those things. But here's what I wanna say to you tonight. Your Christmas will be the most special if you make it a time to worship, to worship. And I know what some of you are probably thinking, I'm not that into worship. I'm I'm really not that religious of a person. Um, Let me just respectfully challenge that. This past year at the chapel, we did a whole series about worship and I shared this with the, with the chapel family. A few years ago, there was a graduation speech at a little college in Ohio called Kenyon College, a secular college. The speaker, the graduation speaker, was a guy named David Foster Wallace, not a Christian man, uh, but a very, a very intelligent man. And the name of the speech is This Is Water. It's become very famous. You can YouTube it. <clears throat> but I want to share you just a few lines from that graduation speech. He said, here's something else that's weird but true. In the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there's actually no such thing as atheism. There's no such thing as not worshiping. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. And the compelling reason for maybe choosing some kind of God or spiritual type thing to worship is that pretty much anything else you worship will eat you alive. If you worship money and things, if they are where you tap real meaning in life, then you'll never have enough, never feel you have enough. It's the truth. Worship your body and beauty and sexual allure, and you will always feel ugly. Worship power. You'll end up feeling weak and afraid, and you'll need ever more power over others to numb you to your own fear. Worship your intellect, being seen as smart. You'll end up feeling stupid, a fraud, always on the verge of being found out. But the insidious thing about these forms of worship is not that they're evil or sinful. It's that they're unconscious. They are default settings. That's some graduation speech, huh? But he's right. 
We all worship. We don't even realize we're doing it half the time. But our souls are hungry for something to worship, and we look for that something in all kinds of different places. You know, our English word worship comes from the Old English, and it literally means worth-ship. In other words, when we, when we worship something, we're showing that we think that thing is worth a lot, like it's worthy of our praise. One more thing about, about worship and praise. C.S. Lewis, the great British author, said that, that when, we, when we praise something, we naturally want to invite other people to share in our appreciation of that thing. Isn't it frustrating when you find a great new series on Netflix that you love and you can't find anyone else who's watching it? You can't talk about it with anyone? You're all on your own appreciating this thing. Or isn't it frustrating when you're driving along in the car and you see this incredible view in front of you, but nobody else in your car wants to look up from their cell phone to, to, to look at it with you? It's like, it's not complete until you celebrate that thing and share it with someone else. I was at a Giants game recently and, and uh, we were watching the game, we had great seats, and there was a point in the game where the Giants made this great play which does not happen that often. So it was really kind of a great moment. And so when it happened, you know, we're celebrating. The crowd is going wild. But I, I noticed it's not just individual crowd members celebrating the Giants. They're celebrating with each other. It's a community thing. And so I'm high-fiving the guys that I came with. In fact, I was so excited about the play, I turned around to these complete strangers I'd never seen before, and I'm high-fiving them. Some of you sports fans know what that's like, right? It's like you just have to share the celebration of the moment. And, and here's the thing. The higher the thing that we are appreciating, the more amazing it is, the more we're just bursting to let it out and to share that excitement with other people. So here's my point. Christmas is the time when we realize that there is nothing more amazing in the universe than the entry of Jesus Christ into this world. There's nothing more worth praising. And I don't mean just the miracle of God becoming human flesh, which is crazy enough in itself if you think of it. But I mean everything that came after that, the way that Jesus lived, the way that he loved, the way that he died, chose to die for the sins of humankind, the way that he conquered death on that first Easter by rising from the dead. I mean, Jesus might have been born in an obscure town to poor parents, but he has influenced the world more than anyone else. Think about it, in all of human history. And so when Jesus entered the world, ever since then, wise people have worshiped him. It's just the smart thing to do. You know, I don't know how much the shepherds or the Magi, or even the angels knew of all that Jesus would become, but they knew enough. <laughs> they knew they were in the presence of deity and, and majesty and humanity all wrapped into one. And nothing else made sense except to fall to their knees and worship. So this Christmas, would you make it a point to worship? When you're singing Christmas carols, don't just sing them outward, sing them, sing them upward, direct them to the one who's worthy of our worship. When we close this service today with a candle lighting, don't just enjoy the tradition. Hold your candle high in worship and praise of the King of Kings. When you are maybe offering a prayer before a Christmas feast today or tomorrow, use that as an opportunity to worship Jesus, to invite people to join you 
in that worship. You know, I've, I've realized that there's so much that we don't get to choose when it comes to Christmas. We don't get to choose the weather, right? I mean, if I had my way, it'd be about 30 light snowfall today. Um, it may be, you know, 65 and raining. We can't do anything about that. We can't choose our family members. We're kind of stuck with them. We can't choose whether we're healthy or sick. Sometimes that just happens, right? So many things are out of our control, but there's one thing completely under our control. We can choose to worship. It's how wise people have responded to the newborn Jesus ever since he arrived. And when we choose worship, it's good for our souls, it blesses the people around us, it puts everything else in life into perspective. On the night Jesus was born, that night sky exploded with worship as angels sang, glory to God in the highest. So this Christmas, don't miss out on the opportunity to join them. Amen?